morning, Randy. I always want to say good morning, Vietnam, and I literally have the vision of that guy's face in I my know. mind. And like, you know good how morning, that makes Vietnam. Us, that makes us so old. I, I think it's, oh yeah, it is. It's like a 40 year old movie, right? It's at least a 40 year old, yeah. It's <laughs> a great movie, though. I know. I saw something on it. Like, like, like my parents still talk about Cool Hand Luke. They're like, what we have here is a failure to, <laughs> to communicate. communicate. And, and it's a great like, line, though. It's a great line. Nothing wrong with the line. No. But it's like one of those things where it's like, I don't know, know why where that came that. from. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I say that. I was trying to. <laughs> I was trying to talk like kids speak today, like at my son's oh, yeah. soccer game. And I'm like, dude, that's so like I was using all these words. Like I can't even remember what I was saying, but my son was mortified. mortified. He's like, dad, if you keep talking like that, I'm jumping water on you. <laughs> I'm like, that's sus. <laughs> Don't be sus, bro. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure I used that wrong, but <laughs> then I'm like, dat man. <laughs> He's like, I just oh, used every word I've heard him use, like word. out of context. Don't know how it works. Don't know what he's saying. Anyway. Yeah. That's so, funny. yeah, that we're uh, someday we'll have all the references that our children will never understand. Oh, mean. Oh, wait, that day came. <laughs> okay. So I, like the other day, I, I saw a, a meme or a meme. <laughs> it sounds it sounds nicer when you say meme. Sure, yeah. I saw a meme on the internet that was um, somebody who was it was in in the like the scripture voice and everything, retelling like teachings of Jesus right. in com in, in modern in modern language, and, okay. and like and like bro was sus, <laughs> and there was you know what I mean. It was re- <laughs> it was really funny, dude. It was funny. Well, okay, here's what was funny about it though. It's kind of a funny idea in, in the first place. But what was funny is the translation was actually pretty solid. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, it does kind of mean that in do modern you, language. Do you ever use Bible Hub? Uh, yeah. I Bi- use it all Bible, the time. Is that the same as Bible Gateway? No, it's different. Bible Hub has, like, if you okay. look up a verse in the Bible, it'll give you, like, every modern translation in English. Okay. And so one of them's like, written to the 10-year-old. So when we were in the, when I was teaching the Old Testament, I I, 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 every once in a while we'd read something. What the crud does that mean? And so we'd we'd pull out that that translation. I'm like, oh, that makes more sense. So I, I have a question. Do you think language is evolving too quickly? No, I don't. I mean, look, it's like it's like. Do you think that you are aging too quickly? It's like there's just certain things that are constant. I think I'd be willing to bet that it's constant. Uh, maybe not. Maybe the internet makes it so that we, that we invent and exhaust things quickly, more quickly than before. Maybe. I feel like the brush fire of wokeism has changed the lexicon pretty, pretty significantly. Yeah. In, in a really fast and weird way. And really? it's actually very frustrating to me because I'm like things that I, you know, I, I get like you know mean words, uh, you know maybe adding meaning to it. you. I asked you what those uh, words were again that makes make something less. Oh yeah, amelioration and pageration of words. Yeah, and what one makes it you know not nearly as bad, and the other one makes it way worse. Like yeah. the word the 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 N word right at some point was part of the lexicon, and now it's like totally it's worth the it's worth the worse than the F word, which is well, going the other. It didn't direction. even used to be a racial word. True. Oh, dude. I'm going to play this meme, okay? Okay. I just found it. So I'm going to turn up the volume here. Um, so. After Jesus started live streaming and the chat filled up, he began to go off saying, W to those who aren't thirsty for this midlife, for they will have eternal life. W to those who take L's from this life, for they will receive an everlasting W. W to those who don't throw hands, for they will secure the eternal bag. W to those who want help passing God's five check, for you will say bet. W to those who don't cancel others, for they will not be canceled by the top cheap. W to those whose spiritual fit is immaculate, for their hearts will be cuffed by God. W to those who turn ops into bros, for they will CEOs of peace. W to those who catch hands for being valid, for they will not be left unread by God. W to you when the ops be cabin hard and be you so very dirty because you're my fam. Trust, you have crushed it and have the eternal W. For so they did the true bros before you. Oh my goodness. It's not a bad translation, right? You gotta send that to me. 
Oh, I'm playing that. All right. That is hilarious. (laughs) Sorry. Because I listen to these kids and I'm like, were we like this when we were kids? (laughs) Like, we were were saying weird stuff. Oh, jeepers. Don't throw hands. I would just. That's hilarious. I'd have to actually get one of these kids to translate it for me because half of what you just said, I don't know what he said. W is what? Win? Yeah. Okay. And L is a loss? L is a loss. All right. And like, What's class hands, though? Like, w to, uh, like, throw hands. I'm pretty sure it's fight. Um, <laughs> w to those You're who, pretty sure? Well, we need uh, a translator. W to those who do not cancel, for they shall not be canceled. <laughs> <laughs> we just started reading the book of Revelation in the uh, in, in the class, you know, and I'm, I said, okay, what is a... Uh, That's an interesting book because as, really as a whole book... It's pretty incomprehensible, but as but for snippets, like you pull these polls out, and you're like, that's that's a really important scripture, you know. It's interesting, very interesting. I find it. I, it's actually a, a, the book of scripture I probably have avoided the most. Yeah, uh, no, it makes sense. It's but it's apocryphal, right? So I said, what's the apocalypse? What's apoc? What's the apocalypse? What, you know what that means? It's an apocryphal book. Yeah, like we don't know if that's James, is it? What what is apocryphal? Apocryphal. Not what am I talking? Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Apocalyptic. Apocalyptic. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So what does apocalypse mean? Do you know? I don't know. Well, if you ask the kids, right? It's the end of the world. Blah blah blah. It's not. Apocalypse means in Greek. It's a Greek word. Means revelation. Okay, great. So literally, the book is called the apocalypse. Oh, okay. I did not know this. And when I was studying for the lessons, I was like, oh, that's kind of... So they spent yeah. like 10 minutes, like your son specifically, like, oh, I have a whole new... He has a whole new avenue of, of language that he can use. A new so, vector has emerged. Yeah, a new vector. Anyway, fun stuff. Hey, uh, I, I texted you. I'm like, all things Elon. I don't know if you're like an Elon. I know we talk about Elon a no, lot. No, we've talked about Elon a lot, which is funny because Dude. I think people would assume that we're then... Elon fanboys, because we talked about him a lot. I think that's, first of all, that's possible. But second of all, it's also that he's just in the news like crazy. Doing, yeah, doing he's like the, he seems he's, like he's the center of the he's universe. He's consuming the, the, the news cycles like crazy right yes. now. So. Yes. Where do we want to start all things Elon? Let's start with Starship. Did Stars, you watch it? Start with the Starship. You go ahead. Okay. Starship 2, the second liftoff happened. Now, what I there's a lot of cool things about this. Yeah. But some of the things I find fascinating is I would read the headlines. So if you don't know, this is the largest rocket ever made. It's, yeah, it's, it's like way bigger than like the Saturn. Like, like the Statue of Liberty or something, isn't it? It's 400 feet tall. Yeah. Four, that's a 40-story building. Yeah. He's launching into the air. I've already said this before, but it's like okay, it's just an amazing right, feat. Sorry, sorry. So... He uh the it goes up right and it blows up. Yeah. Now here is what people don't understand. Yeah. NASA blew lots of stuff up. Yeah. Before they had rockets that worked. Yeah. But they never told anyone because it would be looked at as a failure. Right, right. That's number one. Number two, the cost of the rocket that the current that NASA currently has, right? If you saw that last one uh, go off last year, right? Or it's actually this year, in the middle of the year, it went up. It, 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 all kinds of records, a very powerful rocket has, you know, it went up and it basically everybody's like, yes, yeah, success, sort of. If you think success is that we lost the rocket, yeah, it's not meant to come back. It's meant to go up and blow up, or go and blow, you know, burn up on a reentry or I mean, fall into the ocean. There's a path by which it could work perfectly the first time, but it wasn't really expected to. Well, no. See, what I'm saying is, is that all rockets, currently, with the exception oh, with of the SpaceX, exception, with the, exe- the exception of Elon's are disposable. Rockets, all just they're done. Yeah. Right. So the cost of the rocket going up and and not coming back or doing whatever it does is all it's all built in. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it costs, I think, $4 billion to launch the, the current NASA rocket. The, it costs somewhere between $40 million and, th- and $100 million for each one of these launches that they're doing with Sp- Starship. Yeah. And when it goes up and it blows up, everybody's like, you, if you look at the headlines, there's several people that will say, big failure, or Elon's rocket explodes. Right, 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 right. That's not what we're seeing. We're seeing a massive move towards space travel that we have not seen since the 60s. And you're saying, well, we saw it in the 60s. 
not the same way. We're going to have a rocket that's reusable. Like they're going to put these giant spaceships up into the atmosphere full of fuel so they can fuel another rocket ship so it can go to the moon. Yeah. It's an amazing thing. Yeah, so it's pretty exciting. Oh, it's so exciting. So I got up at 4 a.m. when they were the launch. Oh, you did it? I, was, yeah, I watched I love the it. live stream, and I was like- I don't hate it. I was just, oh, dude. And it went- so exciting. And it went, like, I don't know, way, way, way further. Yeah. Did so, it actually get to space? It got close to space, but it did get to space? I can't so remember. So it's- uh, the idea of space is you have to get to a certain altitude, which they got to, but then you have to get to a certain speed, which puts you in or orbit. orbit and they got yeah. right under that. Okay. So it's two stages, right? The giant rocket with the 33 Raptor engines that explode, that, that yeah. you know, launch off the, the thing and push it all the way up into space. That was all super successful. They tried a, a new thing, which is the only thing they wanted to do. They wanted to get off the pad and, and make it so that the pad was not destroyed like last time. They wanted to make it into the end, the what they call the separation of stage one and two. Separation stage, yeah. And then what they're doing is a new separation. The new separation is that the stage two rocket lights while it's still attached to stage one. Yeah. So they call it hot, hot staging. Yeah. And it's going to blow the exhaust. The fire is going to come out the side of the rocket. Well, that already happened. It, it happened. It, right. So they did it. And they yeah. and those were the two main things. And then they're like, well, if it keeps going, great. But the second stage went. There are six Raptor engines in that thing. It went for like four or five minutes, and then exploded. And then the first stage went up. It's supposed to once it detaches, it's supposed to do a flip, and then light the engines again and burn back down into the atmosphere. Yeah. And then rotate and then float down. Yeah. And it was it was never supposed to be recovered. It's supposed to just kind of land in the ocean. Uh, they didn't want. They just wanted to be. That's what they wanted to accomplish. They wanted to get to hot staging and not destroy the the first part of the. All right. Launch. So that's Elon part one. Elon part one. Elon part two. Cybertruck. Cybertruck. Okay, I get that people hate it. Yeah. But. <laughs> but. This. But when is okay? Let's just ask this question. When is the last time? In your life, where you saw a car, you're like, that's different. Right? Right? Like, even the other car, even the other Teslas, uh, like, when the, when the, when the, when the three came out, I, I, I derisively called it a rich man's Camry. Because even though yeah. it's a good looking car, yeah. it, it didn't it's look that al different. altogether different nope. than a regular sedan. You know nope. what I mean? You're but, right. But the Cybertruck. <laughs> not only does it look different, that's not the only thing. There's like revolutionary things. Okay, this is a, I don't know if you know this, but they rebuilt the architecture on the inside for the electrical architecture to 48 volt. And you're like, big deal. It actually is a big deal. It's a huge deal. And it was such a big deal that they created a, a, a white paper, right? A how to create a car in 48 and they sent it to every major automaker. Wow. They just, and it's, it's complete trolling. It's like you guys have been saying, they go, the reason the architecture is important is because then all of a sudden the, the, that low voltage architecture can actually do, to do a lot more in the car. Wait, low volt? Is that, uh, that not high volt. It's 48 volt versus 12 volt. Yeah, yeah. And what it does is it allows, it basically allows the car to do more. You need less wire to do it which is less copper, which means it's cheaper. Like way, way less wire. Correct. A lot less. And in this case, what it allows them to do is steer by wire. Have you heard of this? Yeah, it's the, where the steering wheel doesn't actually touch anything except, yep. except the electronics. Yep. So when the car's off, you're moving the steering wheel, nothing's happening. It's unbelievable. In fact, the entire I understand how the electrical makes that possible, but because you have to have uh, the the you have to have the voltage to run the motors that run the the steering. Okay. So in order to do that, that's what uh, runs the two steering motors. Okay. And they're redundant. Yeah. And you're like, well, what would happen if the electricity goes out? Well, they've been flying airplanes by what they call by wire. Uh, since the 80s. So yeah. I think we're pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one. In fact, when you, you know, normally when you go and you go parking or whatever in your car, you turn the wheel, at least I think it goes around one and a half times. The steer by wire does 170 degrees. Yeah. So at 170 degrees, that's the full radius of the turn. 
Yeah. And then it 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 adjusts it based on your speed. So if you're going really slow, it it turns more. If you're going really fast, it 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 turns less. Yeah. So it's really responsive. And a lot of people, the reviews are like, oh, there's a lot of muscle memory you have to relearn here. Yeah. Well, it's not you, the same. You have to chill out. It's kind of like when, when you first start playing a video game, you have to get used to the controls and right. the sensitivity of the controls. Right. And even actually with regular cars, I can get in my son's uh, Honda Element and just put the pedal to the floor and count to three before I start going fast, <laughs> right? Yep. But if I do that in my wife's car, I count to one and then it just goes like right. a rocket, right? And that, so, you know, just the idea of controls being different sensitivities is, is interesting. All right. What's so Elon, that's, so, Elon number three? So uh, so that's Cybertruck. Uh, it's bulletproof. It's, yeah. it's got, that's, people are mad about the range and people are mad about the price. The price, come on, people. $50,000 four years ago is basically $100,000 now anyway. Yeah. So uh, thank you to Biden, Biden uh, Economics, right? Yeah, right, Biden Economics. Uh, and then Elon number three, which is kind of interesting. He's on. He's at the New York Times. He's on stage. Yeah. He's being interviewed, and there's been a couple of people. There, there was an organized attack on X. Twitter. Yeah. On X to make it seem like it's a racist platform, and they got a handful of of noteworthy and significant advertisers to say they wouldn't advertise on X anymore. Yep. And the in, interviewer in an effort, in an effort to pressure. Uh, X to allow all the same um, government censorship that, that we see on the other platforms. Right. And so they, uh, they, he, they asked him, what are you doing? And he's basically said, I don't understand why anyone would try to blackmail me with money. And he told him to F off. Yeah. And he says, wait, you don't want advertisers coming? He goes, no, F them. And then he, if, then he if, called if out advertisers, Bob. If advertisers want uh, to ruin this platform, um, to support censorship, then let them, and then the history will show that they supported censorship. Right, and see how that goes for him. Yep, and so and then he even called out Bob Iger, who yeah. who was one of the what Disney pulled out of X, and Bob Iger, I guess was was actually in the audience. I didn't know that. I thought it was just, but he yeah. was there. Yeah, yeah, and Bob. So which. Do you do you have any like I I I listened to that so yeah so like two things he, I had two he showed about it. he showed the metal and spine of literally a founding father of the United States yes he didn't show the dignity <laughs> and and uh, no it was kind of Trump esque well I mean you know like it was there was an F word involved when there I was were a lot of F words involved <laughs> there were a lot of F words involved but uh but look I am so it's such a profound relief in this day and age to hear anybody. Not just casually, but spinefully, uh, which is the word I just made up, uh, with like spine, it. like represent for the values of freedom and freedom of expression. Like, yep. go get it, man. Go get it. I, I, I literally went home and, and fired, fired up X and, and, and purchased a subscription to X <laughs> because I want at least whatever it is, a couple hundred dollars a year to go towards supporting like free speech, speech in America. And don't get me wrong. I, I think there's a lot of garbage on X, right? But that's yeah, part of the I'm not system. Even, yeah, I'm not even begging kids to get on X. I just, uh, it just needs to exist. Yes. Like, because if, if, if we literally let all the other platforms get dictated by the FBI and the CIA, like, screw that. Like, forget that, man. Like, no, we're not doing that. We're going we're gonna to say what we're going to say. I, my, that was my first reaction was cheer out loud. I'm yep. Like yes, someone's saying someone's it. Someone's saying it. And thank heavens for the courage that he has. And I don't. And maybe that's because he's a he's an immigrant. You know, he knows that this and and he's gone through the whole. He's gone through the American dream from being basically homeless, living in his car, to the you know richest, as they call him, richest man on earth. Yeah. So, right. but the, he did say one thing. If you listened to the whole interview, did you re, did you hear, listen to it? No. That actually made me worried, and that was X may fail because of this. And his his he's like he even said X may fail because of this. And if it does, then he says the Earth will know. But the translation I think is the fact that everybody will know, like what you said. These yeah. these people killed a platform. That yeah, was it was it was more exciting when it when we believed that. <clears throat> he was going to make sure it didn't fail. And he's like, no, they're going to kill the company. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, anyway. I was worried about that. However, I did see a bunch of news stories after that uh, talking about people um, on on X 
showing them canceling their Disney Plus and then and then paying for X. Yeah. So that's kind of that's kind of encouraging. Who knows how big that is? I do, I still don't think that he's gonna fail. I still think it's a platform with with immense potential. I think it just uh, it has <coughs> it's growing in readership. Now it's not. I don't think it's growing in readers, but like the amount of people reading. The amount of time it's gone way way up since he took over. Like he's he's making it more readable, more fun to participate yeah. in. No, it's a it's he's. Anyway. I'm tweeting for the first That's time all. for the first time. <clears throat> I'm participating. So I keep telling. I have two Twitter accounts. One's a business account, and the other one is uh, my personal account. And my yeah. personal account. I first joined Twitter as a way to watch live commentary for presidential debates. You first joined Twitter when you got me to join Twitter in order to comment on, on presidential debates. It was hilarious. It was a lot of fun. And so much fun, especially when I think it was the second debate I did it on, there was like, it was just a pummeling and both sides were like, this is why are, you know, like it was just a ton of fun to watch. It was a lot of fun. Back, when, I, po back when politics was more of a sport yeah. and less of a war. Yeah. Right. Man, doesn't it feel like that? Anyway. Yeah. So those are all things. Twitter. Those are all like, things. Like I'd be Elon. terrified to do that today. I'd be like, oh, people are gonna find out and they're gonna fire me. <laughs> right. Yeah. It all is right. By the so, way, would you get a cyber truck? If money weren't an option, would you get a cyber truck? In a minute. I, yeah. I. I've, I've. In fact, I would actually. I would actually go and put money down on one now. Uh, but but they already have it like two million orders. Yeah, you're, you're, like, so, you're like you're so like three four years. By the out. time I get it, there's gonna be one on every corner, and, and it won't be as cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. You who knows how many people of those those I think they did you say two million orders? Something. It's like a million and a half orders. So I, I mean, yeah, it's, it's like, insane. But th yeah, they they and I think they predicted that they're gonna be making three to four hundred thousand a year out yeah. of the Gigafactory. So it'll be years away, and everyone will have one and. It yeah. is pretty cool, and it is very different. Yeah, and I don't like. like at first, uh, I, at first, I hated it because yeah, well, I mean, I'm with you. It's objectively ugly. Yes. So I wouldn't get it because I'm like, it's beautiful. I would get it because I'm like, it's cool. There's yeah. a difference. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's Did like, I tell you about what they call it's, the steel? It's, it's punk rock. Yeah. <laughs> HFS, hard freaking steel. All right. I have some announcements. Yes. Announcements. Announcement number one. Uh, part of my ab long absence was that uh, I was doing work and, and I was doing work to produce a result. And the result is that uh, the video game that I make for mobile phones is available in the mobile phone store. So if you have an Android phone or an, I or an iOS phone or, or uh, Apple phone, you can get on the app store pertaining to your device and look for a, an app called Treasure Party. Woohoo! Puzzle fun! Exclamation point. And um, so is this an extension of the old? Is the old one still around? The old one is not no longer available in stores. People that have the old one can keep playing it, but the old one is no longer available in stores and will not be. Made is available. that because you don't want to support it, or is it because you want everybody to go to the new one? Uh, we the only reason we didn't try and steer people from the old one into the new one is the new one has a new puzzle style. And we don't want a bunch of furious comments in our in our in our app saying this is a new puzzle style. Ah! <laughs> so why why so, not why not keep both going? Is that just two owners for a company? Or? Well, it's just it, they have the same name, they have the same characters, the same art style. We yeah, and we considered doing that, but uh, but the new one is the one that's gonna that frankly is. So the the last one was a successful game that we liked that had the potential to do deca millions of dollars and and the only reason we didn't just go do it is because we 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 discovered that the changes that we've made to this one could take take tens and put zeros next to it so so it's basically uh, you redo the architecture underneath it allows you to do we did more. redo the architecture which made it a lot more um, performant. So the you know the crash rate on the old one was one one and a half. Per, I mean, this is probably private. So we had a higher crash rate on the last one. This one we have a tiny crash rate. Like, right. Really proud of it. We we had a higher um, ANR rate, which is um, Android non-response, which is when it doesn't technically crash, but you can't interact with it. It's like a soft lock. Right. Um, so it had a high ANR rate. And this one has a tiny ANR rate. So performance-wise, the the app is in great shape. But that's not even why we redid it. We redid it because the new puzzle style is just addictive. <laughs> it's so addictive, and um, and we're really proud of it. So that's get in, awesome. Get in there and Congratulations. Play it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've told many people that you went on vacation and then punished for taking vacation, <laughs> not by your boss, but just by the the sheer volume of work that needs to be done. Socked by reality. Yeah. Right. Look, I mean, I, I scheduled my vacation for after. 
like this launch was supposed to have taken place, but then we just did a bunch more refining and, and bug fixing. And so we didn't we didn't launch until just now. But it is loud and it's great. And I encourage you to get it. So that's announcement number one. Announcement number two. I went on vacation. You did? Yeah. And it was more than a vacation. You went across the pond. Yeah. We well, I mean it was it was a lifer, right? We went to Italy. Um, and we haven't done that in whatever the twenty-eight years we've been married. And um I just found out that William is not an international traveler, and Never. I am going to get William to go international because <laughs> it's a it's a real eye opener. I need to do something. This is our 25th anniversary this year, so uh, it's an eye opener. We're going to talk about where you should go and what you should do. Uh, but the reason that it was more than a vacation to me was what I just said, which is I'm uh, Rachel and I are in, in such a consistent. It's like get up, get the kids to school, go to work. Like I, I don't even the I, rhythm. I, I used to have a I used to like go to lunch with with coworkers and colleagues, but now I work from home. So now I literally like microwave something, and then I go back to work immediately, and uh, you know like I watch I watch a YouTube video for ten minutes, and then I go back to work, and then uh, it was kind of it's becoming a grind to do our regular routine. Right. So when we went this vacation, the, the change was not just. Oh, I'm out of the grind. That's fun. Because that was predicted and it was and it was great. It was right. exactly what I hoped. But it was this other thing, which was, am I thinking big enough about my life? Am I doing enough things? Like I looked at a building in Rome that was made in the year 50. That's still that is, is enormous and still standing. And I'm like, somebody made that thing. In the year fifty, and it's enormous. Am I making things that are going to still stand in a thousand years? Oh wow, that's kind of cool. Oh, dude, it's so cool, like so cool. There's a ton of those things, and so and, and it was sneaky, by the way. The thing, the thing about Italy that's sneaky is you go to one of those things and you're like, fifty, this is amazing, and then you go see the next thing, and you're like, wow, that's super old too, right? And then you're like, it's 1876. You're like, oh, well, that's that's a lot closer, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and they look kind of similar, and so you they they actually they actually do that in a really interesting way. Like one of the biggest, most impressive ones was like, that was 1910. I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> that's cheating. <laughs> anyway. Well, it's weird too, because in on the West Coast, a hundred years uh, in a building is very old in on the West Coast. Very old. If you go to the East Coast, you can get several hundred years old, right? No, not really. Like yeah, 200, no, you can get 200, seven. 200, man. Like we're a 200 year old nation. Oh yeah, you, oh, yeah. I can't even do math. No, you can do find a 1600. I found a 1600 one time. In the U.S.? Yeah. Yeah, like early, early. It was like a, a museum piece or whatever. Okay. So, so uh, all right. It's like a, like so the maybe, first yeah, but it's not, it's not normal. It's not normal. Right. No, you're really, the real big building started in the 1800s. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, but you you jump over the pond and you're like, oh, it starts at 1600. You know, it's like. Dude, it starts at 50. No, I mean 1600. <laughs> I should say it ends at 1600. Like yeah. it's like, and everything What's else. What's amazing like, to me about Italians too is they're shameless about using their stuff. So this building that was built in 50, it's the Parthenon, that's what I'm talking about, or the Pantheon, that's what I'm talking about. The Pantheon was built in 50, but this guy who was king, who, the the king who united Italy, right, which is at the end of the 1800s, was like, no, I'm getting buried there. So, so, so he is he just cut out a wall of the Pantheon, and the, this 2,000-year-old building, and put his grave inside. What? <laughs> yeah. and they, But that's, he's not the first one. First of all, it was built as a as it was built as a as a pantheon of their polytheistic gods. Right. And then when Christianity took over in the year 400, they're like, "Nope, now it's a Catholic church." And they took all the polytheistic gods out, and they put a bunch of statues of saints and Mary and stuff like that inside. <laughs> they just replaced them all. And then they buried Raphael there, the painter. And then they buried um some other noteworthy folks there, and then this guy in the in, in eighteen something was like, "No, nah, I'm getting buried there too." It's so just, the Pantheon was built in nine. Fascinating. I mean, that's just like it's. Uh, I'm looking at it. It's like the architecture of. I did not know that was built. No, in here's 90s. the thing though, William. What you're seeing, you don't know that it's huge, and it's actually kind of engineering interesting because it has this giant hole in the middle of the top, and, and that lets the sun in. And then you're like, well, what happens when it rains? And inside, the floor is gently sloped to the middle, and there's holes in the floor in case it rains. <laughs> oh, wow. It's super cool, man. Dude, the, the 50 was was during the Roman Empire. I mean, that was yeah. that was the no, thick the of columns, it. The columns in front of that place were made in Egypt and brought over. 
and carried into Rome. Wait, is this the wait? I'm not. I'm, uh, uh, wait, when did they burn down Rome? Um, it's the '60s, I guess. They burned down Rome, blamed it on the Christians. Oh, Nero. Yeah, Nero burned it. Yeah, all yeah, down. yeah. Uh, I forgot when Nero was, but I thought he, I think it was around. Uh, I think it was 150 something like that. I think. No, no, '60s. It's in the '60s. Okay. Only reason is because we're like I'm. I'm in the Christ, Christianity was was made, that's was Paul, made Paul, legal in the 300s, and then made like official in the like 350 or something like that. So. Yeah, it's it's very fascinating. Crazy, beautiful place. But back to the point. Sometimes you see something big enough that it makes you think about your life and go, "Am I doing? Am I doing what I want to do?" Because nobody gets out of this place alive. <laughs> like there, there, there are multiple places that we that we that we saw that the the building of those th- places took more than a single lifetime. It's like, yeah, this was this building was designed by so and so, and he built it for his whole life. And then he died, and his son took over and finished it 50 years later. What? Yeah. Yes. This is crazy, man. Crazy. I'm, I'm literally gossmacked right now. I'm like, I, I, I guess I never even thought about that. I'm like, I knew there were, like, ruins there and stuff like that from the old Roman days, but I didn't realize, like, the Pantheon is, like, a used building. Like, everybody goes in it. It's not like— Yeah. No, they like, still use it for mass. Like, you know, they, when they changed to Catholic Church— It kind of makes me laugh because if you go to national parks and they, like, tell you not to touch anything— because of erosion. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, I'm pretty sure we're going to make it. <laughs> but anyway, okay, so I went to Italy, had a great time. It was making me think about my life. Uh, game came out. All right, and then I had this long list, then you have the long list. So, Oh, you're talking about the things to talk about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. My, mine was just like, oh, we're going to pod. I haven't talked about these things yet. So, Look, we talked too much about Disney, but I think we can give Disney two minutes. Give Disney okay, two is minutes. Is Disney on a death row? No. You don't think Disney, so? No, no, sure no. It looks like it. Well, they're in trouble, though. They're in trouble because they allowed because they allowed <clears throat> the cultural things, the cultural modern cultural movements into their work. Now it will be a statement to remove it. Do you see what I'm saying? If they never let it in, then people can just kind of wink, wink around it. But now that the cultural stuff is in there, if they stop producing stuff with that with new cultural uh, mores and attitudes, then they'll then they'll be making a statement. So now they're danged if they do and danged if they don't. So but that's my point. Are they dead? No, because the danged if, if I mean, like, like the danged if they don't, it's just not a big enough population. But <laughs> have you watched these movies that they've released recently? No, they're somewhere. They're they're approaching a billion two. They're two, three quarters of a billion dollars, right? It's seven hundred fifty yeah. million that looks like they're going to be losing on the last, I think, five movies. Well, I feel- this one wish it was a two hundred million dollar movie. They had a seventeen million dollar opening. Yeah, the, but I, the, I had somebody that saw it that said it didn't even make sense and that they think what happened is that Bob Iger went and watched it and found a bunch of woke stuff in it and made it all get cut out and that's, and the movie no longer makes sense. Because there's a couple of moments where some woke ideas come out as if they had been teed up and they weren't teed up and Brandon's and my, my, my friend in film was like, I think he cut that movie to, to ribbons because it was one giant love letter to woke and he's like, no way. <laughs> well, do you know how it was billed originally? It was billed as one. It's the hundred year anniversary of, of yeah. animation. The other one was that the song "When You Wish Upon a Star" is supposed right. to be the backstory. Yep. And it, it it was a flop on both on both ends. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't see it. But uh, no, I don't look, see I how think, they're recovering. I think that they're. I think they're in trouble. I don't see how they can recover. Well, they still don't have any competitors. That's how they recover. If they just okay, look the 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 one bargain that they made with me on Disney Plus, and then we can move on because we've talked about this ad nauseum. But I did call it a couple years ago, and I feel good about calling it, which is the the value proposition to me of Disney Plus was you can pay eight dollars a month, have all of the Disney movies and content that are all safe for your kids to watch without being cha- without their values and and life being challenged. That was, that was, and as soon as they introduced anything and it was right away that was like, oh yeah, it's like this, but with some weird values included. I'm like, ah, and then it was like, it's like this, but with some super weird values included. I'm like, and then it's like, we're having a special celebration to celebrate evil values this week. I'm like, what? And then, and, and that, that they broke the contract that they didn't know that apparently they didn't know they were making with American families. They broke the contract. And so, like, can they recover that? I don't think so. I don't think they can recover That's that. That's why I think they're in the death nails. I think they're not recovering. I don't think— Well, without- I don't think they're recovering, but I think it's recoverable. 
without an apology or without a, without the statement that you're talking about? Yeah. I don't see yeah, it they happening. They just start doing start doing it right and not saying anything. Yeah, but it, okay, so I get I, I'm with you there, but you're saying that that's a statement in and of itself. It and is. If that's a statement. It, it you, is. They have to do. They have to play the long game. They have to. I, I think that's been their problem. Yeah. Disney for a long time actually yeah. has not been playing the long game. And yeah. because of no, that, it got really weird the last few years. Right. Sure. I mean, you basically have three, uh, you know, what's that term? Jump the shark. You have three jump the shark brands. Yeah. Bud Light's the biggest. And then you've got Target and you have Disney. But Disney lost something like 57% of its market value over the last year. Yeah. 57. It was $157 billion. Yep. And, uh, it, it's just insane. It's insane what's happening to them, and they are in a death throes. And they're got. And the question to me is, like, why, 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 why do you keep doing this? I don't understand why it's not about making money. Why it's not about realizing that the people that are buying your products and want your stuff is the ones that want the contract you talked about. I don't know. All right, strange. Okay, but, but the next thing you've got on your list is the new Hollywood, and I have on my list Studio Power. So, Ooh. so I want to hear yours, and I and I got mine. I got a I little think, rant. I think there's a new Hollywood. Okay. So, anecdotal. Yeah. But I I work uh, or I work closely around two different productions. Both both productions are semi popular TV shows. Both productions. Uh, yeah, you, you've talked about this. Before, have actually. have two you, had two. It. At least two seasons in the, that that they were told that they could have. Okay. Now then the strike comes. Now they're back. Okay. okay. Both of these were eighteen episode seasons that they were promised. They're coming back. Eighteen, you said. Yeah, eighteen episodes. Oh wow. Oh, eighteen episodes a season for the right. for the show. Got it. Got it. Got it. Both are come back. One came back and says to their crew or to the higher end crew, right below the line, "We're going to come back. We're not doing eighteen. We're doing twelve. Really? And we're canceled. <gasps> They're canceled? The other one, we're not doing 18. Really? We're doing five, and we're canceled. Why? So the theory is that the act, uh, uh, there's, there's three things going on here, four things going on here. One, as far as spending money, the studio saved a ton of money during the strike. Now you say, "Wait, that yeah, doesn't no, make uh, that makes sense." They're just uh, we're just talking about this expenditure. They, they hoarded cash. They did so. They hoarded cash, and in some cases, I heard one of the studios has a billion dollars. Okay, and they're just sitting on it. And they're like, "Okay, so you can say, oh, they made all this money.' No, they didn't, because they do know that they have to spend that money to well, make it's, money. It's a train, so like Correct. in a year and a half, when they run out of things to show people, Correct. they're going to have this giant right. gap. So short term, they got all this money. Now the new contracts. You have two new contracts. Two of them are they're basically ridiculous in some aspects. The actors asked for a 25% raise and basically got it. And so you're like, "Oh, okay, how does this work?" Well, the the budgets don't change on these things. They don't just say, "Oh, we we're going to add 30% to the budget." Get 25% more in advertising revenue. Correct. Right? So the budgets are the same. So what they're saying is, "We're no longer doing 18 episodes. We can only afford to do 12." Same budget. Okay. So who gets screwed there? The actors. No. Well, all well, yeah, sir. Some of the actors. Because the, they, they get paid by the episode. Yeah, the union. The union actors, the ones that are only getting paid by you know by a union on union scale, they're going to get screwed the most. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they're the they're the dolts that went out there with the picket lines, you morons. <laughs> like you're like, oh, we're going to picket, da da da, and all the big actors are like, we're going to join you as what? You never, you haven't worked on a union contract for thirty years. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. And then you have, but the real people that suffer are the crews. Everything below the line. Those guys get paid on if they're at work that day. They don't get residuals. They don't get anything. And so, okay, but you, what do you think that means in the long term? Okay, you've got crews shrinking. <clears throat> we already, I already know that they're having problems getting crews coming back. So you had people that are like, we're done. We're out of the business. We, ha I can't stay this long. I got to figure something out. That's number one. Number two, you're going to have, uh, I think you're going to have a real problem with production. You're not going to be able to produce what you used to be able to produce. And I think what there's going to be a schism. The schism is going to be between streamers, right? And there's two, there's two areas of streamers. You have the Netflix you know, the, 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 the ones where you get the uh, subscription and then you have the other ones where you're, you're actually creating content, right? Whether that's uh, YouTube, X, 
you know, Facebook Live, whatever it is. So those content creators are one branch. The other branch are the Netflix, and then the and then you have this uh, network TV stuff that still has advertising in it. And then you have a hybrid like Amazon that's saying, okay, we're going to produce content, but we're now putting advertisements in it. So you have a schism. That's not you're, you're, you. You okay, have one so you contract have, for all. You have a similar statement to what I have. Uh, which was funny because we both got there independently and for different reasons. Okay, my statement is this: We have entered a period where the traditional Hollywood studios have less power than they've ever had in my lifetime. Yep. And when I say less power, what I mean is, right now, uh, they're they're producing movies that are, don't make a ton of sense. They're producing TV shows that they don't have a clear business model for, and while they're doing it. Um, upstart competitors who are culture warriors on the on the right are having incredible success. Big, incredible success. Yeah. Like it's one thing to be like, like okay, it's really weird for an independent film to do a million dollars in the box office. One, one million dollars. It's right. very weird. And so if it does if it does ten million dollars, it's a hit. If it does thirty million dollars, then it's like Michael Moore. You you can't stop hearing about Michael Moore because he had two or three movies that did thirty or forty million dollars, right? Right. Well, the Angel Studios did two hundred and fifty million dollars once, and then they turned around and did twelve million dollars on a Life After Death movie. And then they just turned around and they're about to do twelve or fifteen million dollars on another movie, and you're like, fifteen million dollars is a drop in the barrel. I'm like, yeah, it's a drop in the barrel, but it's not zero, man. It's not zero, so and and zero the- is what the number used to be. Okay. And then Daily Wire just dropped a show on their streaming. Uh, Did you app. see that? Hilarious. No, uh, yeah, they dropped a show like making fun of the lady ballers. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, on their streaming app, like there is. And if that was all that was happening on the right while studios were still powerful, then this wouldn't be my rant. But my rant is studios do not know what to do, and and they're they are less powerful than they've ever been. Right, they're not nimble. They can't move around. I in my business, I when I first started in my business, I I really I I had the I really wanted to sell apartment buildings over a hundred units because it's marquee. They're huge. And they're cool. So you yeah. know, I and I I sold one that was like 750 units, and it was so exciting. And I was like, "This is it. We're gonna go into this what they call institutional size, right?" Yeah. Problem: you make so much less money in an institutional on an institutional deal than you do if I just sell a 20 or 30 million dollar 10 20 unit apartment complex. Right. So I can make the same amount of money selling a 20 unit apartment complex as if I were selling a 700 with, unit complex. With a with a, a huge tiny percentage of the headache, right? Right. And so I think it's the same thing where you're saying, well, it's a drop in the bucket. But they're making bigger percentages. They're because they're watching pennies. They're watching, they're creating efficiencies. Oh, look, they're I, doing I, it I right. I happen to know the people around those movies and I know that they're actually making money and you're like, yeah, well, of course they're making money. They're business. I'm like, no guys, I, I, I worked in independent film. I distributed a dozen movies in theaters. I don't think I worked on this and I worked on movies that made money, but, but I didn't work on movies that made money just with theatrical. Right. And coming out of theatrical, they're making money. Right. That's unusual. And what, and what you're saying here is, is that the business model Right. It used to be produce a movie, then you theatrically release it, make yep. as much money as you can there. Once it starts to slow down there, get then as, you release get as close a DVD. To break even as you can. Right. Which is not usually very close. Right. And you release a DVD. DVD has some extra cool stuff in it, and you sell those DVDs by each one. Yep. And then and and so and then and then you sell some that's, rights. And that's where all the money was was in DVD. Correct. All the money was in DVD. Correct. <clears throat> and then the and then foreign television and airline television and and streaming television was all gravy right after that right so we would we, and we made great money on DVD dude right like we held records for selling like DVDs in Walmart for independence like we we did great and so my, at the my end point of the is day though, DVD is by the way DVD is not gone 
but it's all but gone, right? Like DVD right. is like down to what a tenth of it once was. Right. You know, you know what I mean. So, well, that same thing you can get on. Uh, you can do the the, uh, the paid apps, right? Whether that's Amazon or Apple or whatever, where you actually pay for the actual. Yeah, but it, and there's no money in that. Like when, like anytime you see a movie that's doing a day and date release, day and date for some reason is what they call it when you release it in theaters at the same time you're available on streaming. Anytime you see that, <clears throat> that movie's losing money. They don't make money. It's Interesting. Day and date do not work. Interesting. Yeah, it's a very fascinating thing. I was talking to someone the other day and talking about Disney Plus and why why Disney Plus is losing so much money because it doesn't make any sense. The library that Disney Plus has is yeah insane. the advantage they had the inertia, but <clears throat> they thought they were in, in, invincible and it turns out. They were invincible right up until the day that they broke the contract, the contract that they that didn't, they didn't know, know they had. That they didn't know they had with parents. Right. Somebody at some point knew that they had it. Because like, because Disney Channel was a cartel on family values. Like they, they squeezed out Nickelodeon. They squeezed out all the competitors and it was just Disney Channel. At one point they knew that they had it, but at some point they gave it away. I was reading somewhere where Iger, one of the problems that Iger's having right now is that he doesn't have the people to build it back. That the, it basically got purged. People left. They went, they oh, either yeah, got yeah. poached or whatever. No, when and the, the last CEO came to... in, he installed his guys and he let a bunch of important people go. Well, and... what, what I mean by that is uh, I saw a commentator say the the right understands the left. Yes. But the left cannot comprehend the right. That's correct. And uh, that's the same thing in this. They, that's correct. They literally they, they make fun of us for like your guns and in, in church uh, and like they they they've never set foot in a church for nope. since since they were kids or and, did never ever ever. Or right. never have. Right. And they, or they, and they just, don't understand it. They don't understand and it. I, and I think you're right because there's there's actually a podcaster I listen to who I quite like, actually. His name's Derek Thompson. He has the podcast uh, Plain English where he tries to, he, he does, he does co- like explain it to me like I'm an idiot commentary on, 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 on difficult news. And he's good, even very good. And still, when he talks about the political right, <laughs> he whiffs it so hard. Yeah, he just doesn't not, get it. Not, not for lack of trying, by the way. Right. Not, and not for lack of sincerity. Right. And that's what's so interesting about it is that, like, here's a sincere guy who I could legitimately hang out with, would enjoy having as a neighbor and a friend who, who doesn't understand it at all. Yeah. It's so it's so weird. And there's just something wrong in the brain. And I think that's what I think that's what Hollywood is suffering from right now. I think they're suffering from I know at least two executives, one at NBC and one at Fox, that left and retired because they were tired of the fight. It used to be he, they, both of them would give me the same story. They would sit in on the the next year's pilot season yeah. and talk about, hey, this is what it's going to be. And then all of a sudden, it used to be they're like, do we really want that kind of message? Do we really want that kind of character? Will that fl- will that play in Flyover America? Yeah, kind of thing. And then <sighs> people were like, yeah, no, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. So we're going to X this one and X that one. That's never going to come on. Whereas now it is the opposite. They don't even care about flyover America. They don't care about that stuff. They want an agenda driven. Uh, 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 no, and they think that they're doing the Lord's work. Like yeah. they, they're like, no, no, no. We're just helping the world be more inclusive. Yeah. Like I got bullied in high school, so yeah. therefore I have to do this, and it's my responsibility as the church of the institute. Anyway, studios are in trouble. Much, very much. All right, couple of things. I got a couple of quick hits here. Uh, uh, I would like to. I have a million dollar business. Oh wait, don't put it over the air. I have a special trash can that accommodates both pizza boxes and empty milk cartons. <laughs> I don't know if you do this. But like we have this trash can in our kitchen, it, it holds things pretty well. But then there's a pizza box. Like, well, it's over. There's like no place to go. Like you have to tear it up, or you have to go all the way outside to the big garbage can. Yeah. Uh, I want. I want there to be like a machine where I can put it in. It goes, and like it makes it into like a pile of sawdust. Oh, so like a shredder, a shredder compactor. Yeah. Or then or then the half gallon of milk. Like half or sorry, the gallon of milk. The gallon of milk, there's just nothing to be done. Like that that's like you put that in the garbage can, garbage is over. Dude. <laughs> okay, so 
Normally, when you come up with an idea, I'm like, oh, that's nice, Randy. But I kind of like this one. You, you really want it. But I want, <laughs> like, what I want is a sh- I want, like, we have a trash compactor. It came with our house. And when yeah. I first, I was like, we got to get rid of this thing. It's the dumbest thing ever. They're getting dirty. They're gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All this other stuff. I freaking love the thing. And I get so obsessed with the idea of, like, how much trash can I fit in there? Do you really? <laughs> I'll put the pizza box in there. I fold it over just a little bit. And then I, like, <laughs> crush it in there. And I'm like, yes. And then I won't, I don't, it actually keeps me from recycling because I all love right. to see the bottles crush and all this stuff. anyway <laughs> wouldn't it be cool if you had like an industrial shredder just a shredder just right so you have a you have a you have a can just like you have the shredder at work right yeah and you have the can on one side that's the shredder which is all your like and you I'm can put a sure, bottle in it i'm pretty sure it'd be 100 percent safe for households with children <laughs> <laughs> all right so have you seen those youtube videos of the crushers that the, the, those shredders for like giant metal things I used to watch those videos, and they, like, throw stuff in it, and then it just sucks it in and makes it into little tiny metal pieces anyway. Fun. Fun. That's uh, what I want. Another quick hit. Uh, if you're ever feeling down about life and you find yourself on Instagram Reels, oh dear. Uh, find the thread where they present <coughs> cute babies doing cute things. Instagram cute babies is the cutest, cutest thing ever. Okay, so I have a question. And, and like... Nothing makes me want to have grandkids like like when I see one of these babies where suddenly he starts dancing to this like song and oh my gosh it's so fun. There's okay, so one, okay. uh, there's so many. I have a serious question about this. Okay, I don't go on Instagram anymore because my feed got so corrupted. The algorithm just spits out garbage. Oh me. yeah, yeah. You How do I that. fix that? Do uh, I just go find cute babies and only watch that for like five days? And okay, does that well, help me? Here's how you, uh, there's a, there's the kludgy way to fix it. And then there's, I think another, I think there's an actual reset my algorithm button. So that's one way. But then the, 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 the real way that I fix it is I, if people start feeding me too much of a certain thing, every time it comes up that you tap the three, the three dots in the corner and you say, not interested in this, show me less of this. There's like a, there's like a drop down. Okay. If you do that for like, two hours or an hour or whatever, like the next time you come in your feed, there'll be less of it and do that in the next day. And, and then pretty soon. But see, here's my out. problem is like the feeds, like I, I'm like, I, this is how I do a feed. Like if a feed comes through and I, I don't like, maybe I'll pause on it. I'm like, Oh, and then it gets, then it starts then going immediately, dark. Immediately. And then immediately like you pause right. on this, you want it. And then but, the next three videos right, of that. Right. Tap the three corner, three dots in the corner and say, I'm not interested in this. Oh, not interested. Sounds in this. like so much work. Well, I don't actually. I'm not dying to get you back into Instagram, so d- don't worry about it. But I, but if you want to pick me up, it, like babies on Instagram, I'm gonna show you a couple after after this thing that are just like, what's going on? It's adorable. All right. I want. Yeah, I, I'm excited about grandkids. That'd All right. Cool. All right. So there's that, and then another quick couple of quick hits. I have two uh, food recommendations. Uh, one is a strong, and one is a conditional. So, restaurant of the year in the LA Times is a taco shop. Down by USC. It's literally the same offering. Did you go? As the Science Center. I went. And um, but it's it's seafood, and I'm not a seafood guy, yeah, but I'm, I'm but I am a like taco every, guy. I'm, I am a taco I like guy. Tacos. Right. So we went and it was excellent. Um it's called Holbox, H-O-L-B-O-X. It's in a food court. It's a stand in a food court. It's not even a restaurant. And um and um, but here's the thing. Because it's gotten all this heat, it has like entrees for like $30, but then it has tacos for like $8. So I got tacos and the tacos are great, but I was looking at the entrees and that's, that's where the real artistry is. Like, like you can get a lobster, for example, but it's, it comes on a wood plank and it's like the way that they stage the lobster it's like it's like spread out in an artistic way over the plate, and there's like sauces flying right here and there, and then there's like a pile of salsa. And it, dude, if you're into seafood, I recommend you go there. But I recommend you go there and get the entrees. So, you but don't... I'm not that into seafood. So I just described lobster, and it looks so delicious. And I'm like, that's awesome. Also, I don't like lobster, <laughs> so I didn't get it. You know what I mean? Um, so anyway, if it's not a journey, and you're down there, you you should go for the tacos. Tacos are excellent. But they're not excellent like I drive for an hour to get them excellent. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Anyway, whole box. But the other one that I went to that I was super excited about and that that was as good as I hoped it would be was uh, there's a uh, uh, Citizens Market food court in Culver City. So in Culver City down in a fancy, fancy part of town, um, they have just the, like this two or three story building, two story building where they have like there's some pubs upstairs and then downstairs like there's like four four restaurants in this, in this kind of small space. Anyway, one of them is Bang Bang Noodles. 
Ooh. And it's a fresh noodle, Asian noodle place where you can get noodles like in a in a soup or noodles with like with like this spicy pork. And like while you're in line, there's this dude sitting there making the noodles. And um it was good, dude. I enjoyed the bang bang noodles. Get out there. Oh, that one have some, sounds have yummy. Some, I want to go now. Have some bang bang noodles. Yeah. Bang bang noodles, Culver mm-hmm. City. Yeah. I don't go down there as much as I used to. I when I started my career, Culver City was just kind of starting out doing the regentrification down yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, And it was a it was a hole. Yeah. Now it's like gold. Seems to be working. Oh. It, this place is right next to, I guess there's like a movie studio and Amazon Studios is right next to that. It's like across, like down the street. There's like this. Yeah, hole. Culver City's are doing, they've done a great job down there. I mean, the 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 uh, anchor of Culver City is, is Sony Studios right there. Yeah. So. That was fun. Yeah, it's fun. I don't have any shorts, I don't think, other than the paradox of... Well, I mean, that's kind of a longer conversation. But the paradox of Ukraine, they're, they're basically like now now the argument is if you don't want to fund Ukraine, then you're funding Putin. Like It seems like a false paradox to me. I don't know. Have you seen that? I don't know what to say about Ukraine. I think it's bad that Putin invaded. And I um, I also don't know how long we should finance a war. I don't, I don't know what to say. I think that we've already talked about it. I, I, I genuinely done. don't know what to say. I, I, we didn't talk about from Israel, what though. I know, from what I know, and from my limited vantage point, and from the associations I have with my friends in the Ukraine, I support Ukraine. From what I know, <laughs> and people are like, you don't really know that the guy is actually a bad guy, and and they're all corrupt. I'm like, okay, well, I don't know that. So from what I know, I support Ukraine. <laughs> yeah, for my friends. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's those are happy. I really am interested in this industrial shredder for pizza boxes. <laughs> uh, imagine how have, do you ever have to do this in your 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 trash can? You like the kids like take take the recycling out and they take the recycling out, but they don't collapse the boxes, and so the boxes are like overflowing and like yeah. how am I even gonna get to this this to the curb? Like yeah. I have to go and spend fifteen minutes collapsing every box. My kids are this is why my kids are go out and. Fix the trash can. Collapse the stuff. Put it won't fit, Dad. I'm like, guaranteed it will fit. No, it won't, Dad. I promise it will yeah. all fit in there. Do you want to bet? Yeah, Dad. <laughs> I go out there. When it I'm all feeling, fits. When I'm feeling lazy, it's actually probably more work. But when I'm feeling lazy, I'm like, I don't want to walk this box out to the outside, this pizza box or this cereal shredder. box. So then I just tear it up with my hands. Yeah. It goes because easy. You're an abnormally easy strong. For you're a strong person. <laughs> I like to think so. <laughs> the phone books when you used to we used to I tear used those to tear in half. You're like, yeah, I'm done with this. For, for 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 on the street for money. Um so yeah. Uh all right. That's actually a really good idea. Have you seen these other like what you know that our city now makes you you're supposed to be recycling the Yeah, I'm sure we're all doing it too. Yeah, no one's doing it. You're supposed I'm, to I what literally do they call don't it? even have the What do they call it? Like you're supposed to compost. Yeah, it's not composting. It's called they call it something. Uh, anyway, like, it's like by law, yeah, the clown show in U- in California by law is requiring that our garbage have. It's not even an option. We're we're required by law to yeah. put all of our stuff that is uh, organic in nature. Into, organic, that's the word. Organic into this stink bucket where it rots, and then we have to put it in the special rot garbage truck which i've like i was wondering what i've seen that come by yet <laughs> I, I saw it I, I legit have no idea when it comes by but i saw it downtown once and yeah it stinks like crazy it stinks like the stink of death is is unbelievable that this so, is a real so thing that's at happening. our building uh, you it's know, well-meaning the ba- they're like oh yeah and we're gonna use that as compost and i don't even know what to do no evidently there's some other reason too like it actually doesn't help i always thought well that always just helps you know break down stuff but i guess dumps aren't really for de composition they're really more for just bare it's like storage buried storage they're just getting rid of the garbage so the anyway at our building right which is a warehouse and an office building there is no food prepared in the building the only food in that building is people that bring it from lunch right and then they don't finish it right and so it gets in the trash so they i got this thing that says uh you know we're going to give you the organic can well, we don't have room for an organic can, but all right. So there, we're like, we, but you it's can just, sign up to exempt. You can you can ex- be exempt from it. So I'm like, oh, I want to be exempt from it. Yeah. So then they give me a denial of exemption, and they're like, you need to fill all this paperwork out. I'm like, so I fill the paperwork <laughs> out. 
I fill oh, the paperwork so out and I get a double denial. And then finally, I just call the guy at the bottom. I'm like, why am I getting denied for this? And he starts going on and on about this. And now, now heaven, these poor guys at the city. Yeah. Turns out this is a state law that it's the city law. is going to get yep. fined if they don't do. Yeah. So they've been trying to negotiate with their trash providers because they don't have a city trash provider here. It's to get it done. And it's going to cost a whole bunch more money uh, yeah. because it's mo- it's more labor, blah, 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 blah. So he goes, you don't you don't qualify for an exemption. How do I not qualify for it? There's no food here. And he's like, well, th- that's not how it works. And, and then he kind of goes through how the whole thing and he goes, can I just tell you the truth? And he goes, sure. And he goes, it costs the same whether you have the bucket there or not. You have to pay for it. Yeah. And I'm like, what? I was like, even if you get the exemption, you still have to pay for it. And I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, it's just built in. And I'm like, oh, well, then what's the point? And he goes, there isn't one. I'm like, then why did you ask me to be exempt? <laughs> <laughs> so we have this stupid can sitting there and no, nobody ever put the people put stuff in there but it's not like what's supposed to go in there sure because so it doesn't make any stupid. sense it's funny it's so stupid it's, it's funny this is why we, we believe in having a republic and not a direct democracy because direct democracy gets crazy stuff passed crazy a, stuff passed a republic passed. would be like I think people are going to be mad about this eventually. I'm not doing it. You I was at Walmart mean? the other day, and they have the it's the it's the signature gathering phase right now for some stuff. And yeah, they they like, hey, sign up for uh, we're going to teach kids how to do do a checkbook in uh, high school. It's going to be mandatory. Anyway, uh, well, it's actually time though. It is. Oh, it's time. Yeah, time we, we we have reached the hour mark. It's always good to see you. It's good to see you, my friend. And it's also good to see uh, all of our good listeners out there who have been patiently yes. or occasionally not so patiently wondering what's going on. We're fine. We're not in a hostage situation. No. Nope. We, uh, we are here and yep. we're, uh, we're, we're down to And pie. we are able to have the freedom to broadcast from the sunny state of California. Yeah, we are. So we're good. Uh We'll be doing this again before Christmas and probably during Christmas. So, uh, but as you as you prepare for Christmas, I hope you keep warm thoughts in your hearts and uh, hot chocolate in your cupboard. I like that. This has been uh, the Waystation Podcast Resource for life hacks, social commentary, and amazing stories. I'm William. I'm Randy. Good day. <laughs> <laughs>